He's like, I think there is a football game. Tecmo something? I was like, Tecmo football's on there? If you have it, I will go over there tonight and play it on the arcade. You're not so, invited tonight, okay. but okay. some other time, yes. Tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby, what's up? I haven't played Tecmo Bowl yet on this new machine. And no, Ahmed Farid was not invited over this weekend. But what's up, everybody? It's a Monday. It's August 21st. Preseason week two in the books. We're going to react to just about all of it. Ooh. And the Oracle, Ahmed Farid and I are going to tell you the five best rosters in football today. Yeah, yeah. Just to end, just end the discussion. Once we throw it out there, don't even bother, okay? So, uh, hey, first off, always good to see you. Good to see you, Hope too, you had a good Chris. weekend. I know I you did. traveled around the world. And Houston, Astros game, Mariners. the Peacock, as usual. Yeah, yeah. No big deal. But, Five ninety nine, uh, great deal. Best deal in streaming, probably. Wow, five ninety nine. Yeah, five okay. per month. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, that's pretty good. How you feeling? You tired today or anything? You good? I feel actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, we got out of there okay. The game was a little longer, but uh, had a five fifteen flight. The game got over like about three fifteen, about a half hour to the airport, and so okay, you made it. A little stress. Yeah. But I got there, and then you're there 15 minutes before boarding, and you're like, oh, what am I going to do with this 15 minutes now? Right. So it would be the opposite. No, but it was a good, it was a good weekend. It was a good game. Uh, Astros and Mariners might both be, uh, yeah. both be playoff oh, teams uh, yeah, here. I, I know that there. you've checked out of baseball. But... I have. And I will, I, what will keep me in is rooting against the Astros. I will root against the Astros yeah. for the end of time. Ever since the cheating scandal, they're out of my the trust tree. So yes. I'll be rooting against them. That's um, all Yankee fans have right now in this, <laughs> in this year. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, that that's that right. and no, watching, watching who will be around next year for the New York We Yankees. got the Giants and the Jets. We got the Giants that's and the Jets. That's what we got, okay? So we got reactions to Ooh. preseason week number two. A lot of things happened here. I didn't see all of it, but you saw every single snap of every single game. No, wait, all not the exactly, backups. but I saw a lot. <laughs> uh, so we'll do that, and we'll do um, It's top. so great. Yes. I love it. Well, I don't even know. Yeah, I'm well, such a dork, okay? I really am. Like, I couldn't wait. Like, Thursday night, I was like, oh, great, there's a game on. So I'm in the barn, right? I'm watching yeah. the game. That's great. Friday night, you know, there was two games on. Uh, so I'm, I'm pumped for that. No, Thursday night, I went out to eat with the wife. And then Saturday, there's just an onslaught. And I've gotten my wife to a point in her life now where she's all in on football. Like, Even preseason in, football. All in on it. All time of the year. I don't know if it's because of the morning talk show and everything, but she's finally just realized, like, this is what we do. I'm part of this. I enjoy a lot of what comes from this, so I might as well join the show. And then, and then I think she's, like, she's getting a kick, and maybe this is because we're old now, right? Yeah. Where you know, we were around the NFL for a lot in our young life, and we're seeing all these people that we were with, and now a defensive coordinator, a head coach. And so she feels like she's, like, you know, I remember him. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's there now. And and so yeah. it, it's fun and it's it's cool just to kind of watch preseason football that way and be back in the season. It is cool. That's what always my wife Kathleen always would say to me when I was working at Major League Baseball Network. She was like, she would watch it, you know, to support the family. Right. Uh, she wasn't a big baseball fan, but she was like, man, once you start learning the storylines and like who's good, who's not good, what's the story of this team or right. this player, right? It does become compelling, even if you don't really know the sport or follow what the X's and O's of it. I think that's kind of what happened. And then the X's and O's are slowly filtering into her brain, yeah. right? Yeah. And she is understanding it. Like, how about they play cover zero on that? It is great. I used to literally have to be like, a Tampa well, I have to go in and like, I got to watch the game. And she'd be like, oh, there's games on? Yeah. Oh, uh. And now she's like, 
oh, hey, so what's on tonight? Is there a yeah. game on? And I'm like, yeah, there's actually games on from like 5 o'clock till we go to sleep. Wow. Right? And you have never been happier in your marriage I, than this moment right now. In the barn, drinky, drinky, <laughs> smoky, smoky. NFL app going, right? Because yeah. I want, you know, preseasons, it's, you can't watch it on regular TV. So the NFL app, NFL Plus, I'm on every game, flipping back yeah. and forth. I got one on the computer, and, yeah, it's good to have the well, action. this is embarrassing. She may have seen more from uh, week two than I did. So we might need to bring her on, get her on the phone here. But I will go into your brain and try yes. to pull out everything that, that you saw here. We got the top five rosters, excluding quarterbacks, which right. is, I think, a key differentiation sure. in that one. Um, one of my favorite exercises all year is that we refer to throughout the year. Yeah. You know, we, we go back and say they're a top five roster. Uh, we'll also have a little uh, bracket update on the non, best non-quarterbacks of the 21st century. So maybe have we, gotten down, to, have we gotten down to a championship oh, matchup here? No, we're down Pete. to the final four. Final, final eight. eight. Okay. Yeah. Quarterfinals. Yes. We're down to the, the elite eight. Okay. So we'll get to that. So we got a lot to get to. All right. Let's start with, uh, let's start with, uh, we'll go team by team here. Not necessarily game by game. Some of the top storylines. And the Browns have been a storyline since we had them in the Hall of Fame game. It seems like we have had a DTR Kellen Mond discussion in each of these podcasts, but they right. played a lot again. Uh, DTR threw the ball 25 times, just completed 13 of those. Uh, Kellen Mond played six drives after that, completed 12 of his 24. Scout D NFL said Dorian is a starting quarterback in this league. What do you see the right. most recent evidence from DTR? I, I mean, you're right out at, at, at Scout D NFL. I mean, he's right about that. And to me, he's shown I mean, a little bit of what we talked about in the, the draft process, right? It, he knows how to play the game. And then his skill set is that of a starting quarterback, too. You know, is he a little more slight of frame than you like? Okay, sh- sure. But the way he moves and then understanding of how to get the ball out of his hands and all that, that's going to protect him in that department. But then, too, you know, the skill set where, okay, yeah, his Mahomes is not Mahomes, his arm is not Mahomes, but it's still a damn good arm. Like, he makes some power throws in each game. This last game, he made, you know, one up the left sideline early on where you go, whoa, okay, there's fitting it into a cover two window there. Of course, his movement's real. He just, to me, I'd be shocked again. If he, I would be shocked if he's not the backup quarterback. There's, I don't think there's a discussion anymore between DTR and Kellen Mond. That's over. DTR won that. Now it's to me is DTR the backup and Joshua Dobbs is the third string. Hey, he's the veteran. He's been around, so we keep him. That's where it seems like it's going mm-hmm. in that department. But, yeah, as far as the Browns go, you know, we only got to see Watson and the starters a little bit so far. DTR has definitely been the star of the show for that football team. Yeah, and you wonder how much it will matter as the year goes on. Obviously, it matters if something happens to that, to that starting quarterback. Um, but... I mean, I guess this is the time. He's closer to Watson, so that's where it's good, too. You can tell, like, who has the skill set that will match, and so your team won't skip a beat Exactly. if he misses a game or two. As long as you trust him to take care of the ball and, okay, hey, he checks to this the right play and how we could, I I think he's the guy you go with because of exactly what you're saying. You don't have to change the offense. Dobbs, you know, not that he's a bad athlete, but he's traditional kind of pocket passer type of guy. Nor does he have the talent that Dorian Thompson-Robinson has. So I would expect him to be the backup, Dobbs to be the insurance policy, and then Kellen Mon, maybe he gets put on the practice squad or something like that. But yeah. I have a hard time thinking he makes the 53-man roster. Well, this matchup did give us uh, perhaps the photo of the week. I think we have that back there. Oh, I want to see Jakeem this because I have yet to see this. Next to Dewan Jones. Right. This is at practice. Oh, this was at practice. So this is something to see. And I have not seen this. Chris has not seen this. 
Oh my gosh! <laughs> so you got seventy-four, and you got nine, uh, and that is a that is a uh, a height differential. Just a little bit. I mean, a height. Everything. Uh, well, that's what's awesome about football. Yeah, they do play the same sport, and one's mini me, and one's you know a giant over there. It, I mean, really. And look at Jones's left leg. <laughs> looks like it's the size of Hakeem Grant's both legs yeah. together. Uh, I mean, that's that's where football is a great sport that way. And hey, this guy kind of shown to be a, a pretty good player here. You know, Who's Ahmed. That? Like, well, Dewan Jones, this right tackle. Again, another one, Ahmed, where you hear me talk about this during the draft process every year, right? Where even though the, the, there's value in these big guys who lack some of the top end foot speed and athleticism, mm-hmm. you know, early on in their career, you know, him. Uh, Munford, of course, Paris Johnson, whatever, just, but Munford, Ohio State guy too. My point is, and then he played for the Raiders, but these big guys who are a little lackluster in that department in college, they get to the NFL, they get a little work on the footwork and technique department, and, you know, they turn the corner and you go, damn, yeah. that guy, he's, he might be a starting right tackle here before you know it. But, um, yeah, that was a funny picture, nonetheless. We need to talk about the Eagles too. We will. We okay. will. That, right, that's good. the next year. Uh, right. Four foot or uh, a fourth round pick. He's, he's six foot eight, uh, 350 pounds for Dewan Jones out of Ohio State. Uh, yeah, I was looking up Grant. I was like, maybe Grant's not actually not that small. No, he's it's just like, the fact that he's like five, nine, right? He's five, five eight, eight and a half. He's one seventy one. So okay. that is, yeah, yeah. He, he did pick probably the two guys on the roster who have the biggest discrepancy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, all, it's um, amazing. All right. So let's talk about the Eagles. We yeah. do have to do that. And, and a headline that, that Pete has put here in the rundown is that perhaps we've seen uh, Marcus Mariota struggle. Tanner McKee shine. We got uh, Tez picks Z. Tez picks Z to us. Wants to give a damn okay. An early damn okay. Yeah. To Tanner McKee. Back to back. Great performances. One of the best rookie quarterbacks in the preseason. I don't think you had mentioned him in your draft quarterback rankings. What's your evaluation of him? So yeah. we'll start there. Yeah, I, I didn't love him coming out in the draft. I didn't. You know, no, he was to me almost like a lesser Aiden O'Connell. And the way he threw the football, the mechanics there, some of the lack of athleticism bothered me. Okay. But again, this is another thing we've talked about as of late. I got to stop. Like, guys are getting better so much quicker throwing the football now than ever before. One, because like we talked about quarterback coaches or got more of a clue inside the building now. Yeah. And then there's people outside the building that guys are working with all the time. So they're really getting coached up in that department. He looks like a different guy throwing the football. The one thing he has going back to something we talked about again last week is another guy with a lot of reps in college who knows how to throw and play, you know, and that's going to be, I don't think there's anything to talk about here quite yet. McKee is looking like he is going to be, yeah, belongs in the NFL, backup quarterback for a long time, maybe a guy that can hold down the fort for a few games. I don't think he's starting quarterback material. But what you're seeing already through two preseason games is he's every bit as good a thrower as Marcus Mariota, you know, and really actually more consistent throwing the football. I'd be a little concerned with how Mariota's look. The way, again, Mariota, the lack of control of the football and throws where you go, that is way too easy or slam dunk of a throw for somebody that was the second pick of the draft to miss those throws. Mm. It just happens too much with him. And I know there's been some talk there and a little concern in Philly about, yeah, McKee's outshine Mariota to a degree. I don't think they're going to make that him the backup, but 
you know, I don't think Mariota's instilled them with the greatest confidence in the world so far. Is Marcus Mariota still getting these opportunities because of his draft status? I, there's a part of me that wonders that. I'm I'm interested. I'm at getting towards the end of that Netflix thing. Yeah. Right. And I'm just interested to see how that goes plays out. I mean, by all due appearances, he quit on the Atlanta Falcons last year. Mm. Now I've met Marcus Mario Mariota before. He's a really nice guy. I'm I trust that he's nice in just about every aspect of life. That's what it seems like. That's what I observe. That's when I talk to people. It sounds like that. But it also looks like he quit on the football team last year, and that's bullshit. I'll say that much. Right. Um, so. You know, I don't know if it, he, he's a very good athlete. He had a good, a good little run with the Raiders that was just right. He didn't have to play a ton. He played here and there, and then he came in and was like a package guy every now and then. You know, he played you know one game during the COVID year where he played pretty well. It might have been two games that year. I can't remember exactly. Um, so he he deserves to be a backup, but he's leaving a little meat on the bone as of right now. Being pushed by the sixth round pick Tanner McKee out of Stanford, who would not be. Dwarfed by Dewan Jones. He's no. 6'6", 230, but 6'6". Yeah. 6'6", six, six. Six, six. he's tall. He's a tall drink of water. And, okay, so if we're going to talk about the Eagles, and I yep. know we always want to fucking talk about quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. That's true, yeah. All right? The thing we got to talk about, okay, is, and I made fun of this during the show today with Florio, pick fucking 30. Are you kidding me? At pick 30, they got Nolan fucking Smith. Are you kidding me? Nolan Smith stands out already. I've seen two games and to go, he's going to be special. Now, he hurt his shoulder a little bit trying to run down this reverse during the game the other night. Mm. The reverse where he got blocked by a tight end, ran him over, and then another tight end came over and he ran him over and then chased down Anthony Schwartz who ran 4-3 at the combine. Yeah. Right? I mean, he comes around the edge a few times during the game. The way he takes on blockers in the run game, like – the Eagles and their D-line, not only is it crazy talented, it's crazy deep. And the NFL let that guy go to the Eagles at pick 30. Like, it, he, he was the guy that stood out to me above oh. the rest uh, and then got to play a little bit more than some of their y- other young starters. Well, and for them, too, Jalen Carter has already stood out. The, the Jalen Carter is, like, already to the point where he played a few plays in this game and they're like, all right, he's good. Get him back out. Get him yeah. out on the sideline. He's good. He's our starter. He's a stud. You could already tell he's getting that treatment. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're in good hands there. So the Eagles are good again, which will be difficult to, for your New York Giants. I know. Uh, they played the Carolina Panthers in a game where you got to see a little bit of the number one pick on that side of the ball for Carolina with Bryce Young. But we're going to talk and start with the Giants. Daniel Jones to Darren Waller connection here. Big Bad 016 says to you, loved the Jones-Waller connection, but I'm concerned. On four targets, Waller took four hits. Pretty clean shots. He's not shifty to protect himself from hits. Uh, like I never see Kelsey take those hits. I'm nervous that he can't stay healthy and is the best number eight in New York wearing blue. Oh, so I like where your head is so let's, at. Let's start with the Waller. Don't get excited yet. Don't get excited yet. Let's start with start with Waller because that is yeah. a big question. Like yeah. he, he could be a difference maker, a game changer for the Giants. Can yes. he stay healthy? Can he stay healthy? Don't worry about the contact part of it, okay? Don't mm. worry. Waller is gigantic. If you saw Waller in person, you'd go, holy shit, that's Darren Waller. And he it, it's significantly bigger than Travis Kelsey, too. He's a different guy that way, 
right? And yeah, he's going to be asked to play a little bit of a different game. The Giants want to run the ball, play action. It's not going to be wide open. Travis Kelsey gets to play basically receiver, right? Just we call him a tight end yeah. for lack of a, you know, getting too deep in the weeds here. This is more traditional. So, yeah, he's going to catch some balls and take some contact over the middle. The big thing that we need to just – we need to knee to hold up, big bad 016. That's the big thing with him. And that – I don't know if that's really con- – I mean, of course, if he gets hit in the knee, it's – but it's it's more about the cutting, the everyday rigors of, you know, trying to, you know, play football, practice, run routes, lift weights, do all that. Can his knee handle that? That's, I think, the concern. But yeah. as you've heard me say before – he is a guy that the the last two coaching staffs with the Raiders, almost within the first having conversation with their coaches about the team, Darren Waller is definitely one of the first topics that came up with John Gruden and that staff and Josh McDaniels and that staff where they go, it's unbelievable. He, he might be the greatest tight end I've ever seen, mm-hmm. right? He's so big. He's talented. He can really run. He's quick. It's just about this knee. Can it hold up? But either way, the G-men look good. The G-men look good, Ahmed. You're excited. I'm excited. And I know the Giants aren't as talented as some of the other teams that we're going to do top five rosters. But here would be my two cents. One, Daniel Jones looked really damn good. And it's been really good, damn good in, in practice from everything I've heard. And that's from people in the Giants building and some people who observed that just there to watch it. And I think the lesson I'm trying to go to is, like, look. Look what happens when you have a little patience and you finally get a team around a guy. I mean, first off, I know that was, like, preseason football, but that was a machine drive last week. I mean, it was effortless. His one incompletion was a perfect throw to Darren Waller, who got hit as he was catching the ball Mm. and just barely dropped it, right? So that's where... You know, having the team, now we're starting to bear the fruits of, hey, we hung in there with him. He's got a chance to learn, and we got guys here to finally help him show what he can do. And the O-line looks good. I think we got some receivers to work with as far as the Giants. And then the big thing is, even though I don't think we're as talented as the Niners or the Eagles or the Cowboys, we're really well coached on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Really well coached. Eight of nine for Jones, 69 yards. Did have that touchdown to Hyatt. So, you, I mean, he got open pretty easily on that play. Yeah. But you think they that got enough? Tyrod Taylor to, that was Tyrod oh, that Taylor. That was Tyrod Taylor. Taylor. He got oh, the one okay. of the tight end, uh, Bellinger, up a little play got action, okay. right? But it was good. But, Hi- but, but see, you think the weapons, though? Waller, yes. Hyatt, Hodgins. Right. Better. I think they've got some stuff there. Paris Campbell starting, right? We know Sterling Shepard's coming back. All right. Darius Slayton's still there. We haven't seen Saquon yet. We got two good tight ends there. You know, the O-line, Andrew Thomas is a stud. We know that. You know, the rest of the O-line's in a good spot. Evan Neal continues to get better. If Kayvon Thibodeau pops again like he did in the game there, he is literally going like, fuck you, Chris Sims. I'm going to show you, motherfucker. All right? I mean, he played. He he popped again. Yeah. Right? So I'm excited for that. Right? And then This could be a skill for you. Like, you get defensive linemen just to go off. Like him and Will Anderson, I think, had another play, <laughs> too. He had another one, too. No, Will looked this good, This is too. what you do. You Will, motivate DS. I hope so. I, we'll, we'll see. I just don't want <laughs> to motivate him to kick my ass when I see them in person. Uh, and do you agree with Big Bad O's uh, last point that uh, the best number eight in New York is uh, is wearing blue? I, I mean, you, you know I love me some Danny Dimes, but I'm not sure I can go there quite yet. <laughs> It is still, oh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. and I think he's going to have, you know, a new motivation and, 
and, uh, you know, poker on his butt this year to show everybody, too. Other quarterback in this game, Bryce Young. He was under pressure a lot. Yeah. Nelly Moe, 2010, says, What is your level of concern for Bryce Young this season? That O-line seems to be struggling a lot in pass protection. Yes. So they are having issues. Iggy Aquanu, their big guy, seems to be having issues. He had an issue this weekend. Definitely did. It was not his best. You know, I think, you know, uh, one, he got a little fooled by, I think, a blitz. And he didn't follow his rules properly. I heard Frank Reich, he, he kind of explained that. And then he got beat once or twice, just flat out man-to-man. Now, he came on strong at the end of the last year. He looked the part. Okay. So we'll see where this goes. I don't think it's time to be concerned yet. Where it's, like, concerning is just so they, they have a quarterback that's 5'9", you know, or 5'10", and he weighs nothing. And this is, this is going to be an important part to making that number one pick asset work, you know. Tackle play, we saw the week before, right? Remember, I was on here going, I can't wait to see hard knocks because everything I heard from Jets people is Quinn and Williams was just destroying the interior part of that Carolina offensive line, yeah. right? So that's what's what's a little scary there. And in this one, too, yeah, Dexter Lawrence, I mean, he looked like he would have had his way with this interior group all game long. Now, with Bryce Young, Bryce Young, I just I, – I don't dislike what I see. Oh, boy. Okay. But I also, as a fan and as a football guy, and you know me, I go, I'd, I'd still sit there and go, I can't believe this is the number one pick, right? And I am a little bit of also, too, at times, like, you know, 50 drunks at the bar or whatever watching, like, and, 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 and not that they're always right or whatever, but just, like, my wife's watching. Who's this quarterback? Yeah. Oh, this is Bryce Young. This is the first pick. They, this was the first. He's the first pick of the draft. Right, I go to the weight room the next day at the Equinox. Right, yeah. I got Johnny Muscles coming up to me. I mean, I don't know Bryce Young, the number one pick. Like all of a sudden, now that's happening. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I wouldn't feel that great if I was Carolina quite yet. I know reading defenses and feel are all going to be good, but uh, you know, for the number one pick, the pure physical talent to this point is underwhelming and. You know, not that he throws the ball nice. It's just that wowing there. He was jumpy in the pocket. He's not. He does not want to hang in there. And that's where we got to see growth, and I want to see where this goes in this department. Early on, as you look at him, and you yeah. saw him in college, obviously, and you liked him. You know, he was, he was one of your yeah. top. He was not your number one quarterback, no. but he was number two exactly. for you. So you like him a lot. Like, is he going to be more in that vein of, like, the Tua quarterbacks in your mind, the quarterbacks who is good on a good team with everything around him? I, I feel like that's where it's going to go. It's going to have to be the right support system. He's not going to be, like, you know, Mahomes or Josh Allen and be like, oh, it doesn't matter who's on the field today. I'll make it happen, guys. Don't worry. No big deal. No, I think there's going to – at least it looks that way to this point. Sure. We'll see where it goes. And, and again – you know, he did some nice things, and he moved in the pocket once and missed a throw over the middle where you go, man, that was a nice move, and he'll hit that eventually. He will. You know, but, yeah, nothing's been easy. Nothing's been that impressive so yeah. far. O-line has not been great, so I certainly don't want – I want to give him the benefit of the doubt there too. But even on the field goal drive, you know, it was a third down, and nothing the passer struck for mm. one of the first few times. Oh, yeah. I mean, Dexter Lawrence's pinky nail brushed his – 
face mask on third and 13 or third and eight, whatever it was, and they got a first down. Yeah. He went flying 35 yards because of his <laughs> you're funny. stature. You're, you're funny. But I just want to see – I want to, I guess, just see, again, like I'm saying, a little more explosive plays from the arm. Yeah. And, you know, just – See a little more success from their offense altogether. Not that we want to overreact to just a couple preseason games, but we have cemented his legacy. Bryce Young is a guy who <laughs> won't take you to the next uh, promised land to the to the. Top well, you're not going to hear anything bad come out of there. They're going to continue to go. Oh, he, I mean, Frank Reich it was three for six. Oh, he looked great. He did great. You know, again, he's their guy. They're going to continue to build around him. Make sure he's confident. I know his. You know, mental, seeing the field, all that's good. But, you know, there's been a lot of people that come into the football where all that's good. And then just the physical ain't good enough. And, and that's where I worry about Bryce Young a little bit. Pete, before we move on from Giants and, and Panthers, can we play the Phil Simms Tech Mobile thing? Because I forgot to do it off the top, and I still want to get it in. And it makes sense to do it here with the Giants here. <laughs> Since we were talking about Tech Mobile last week and at the top of the show, let's relive. Phil Simms throwing at what? What is this, 106 100, yards? I think it's 118 yards, actually. <laughs> All right, t- take a look at this. New York Giants quarterback Phil Simms in the end zone to end zone touchdown pass challenge. Simms drops back. The offensive line gives him plenty of time to throw. He's looking downfield for an open receiver. Oof. He launches one Just high got that deep. off. This one has a chance. Mark Ingram catches oh, it. Oh, wide Success. open. They're playing one deep Mark safety. Ingram. Wow. Follow us at Retro Sports Games for all your favorite Techno Super Bowl memories. Look at that. that was a 118-yard throw. <laughs> yeah, that's why us Sims, we got strong arms, yeah. man. We yeah. got strong on arms. On a rope, too. On a rope. Know? With, you know, just staring down the gun barrel of pressure, too, getting crushed. Such a such a great game. Uh, it is. Gonna I'm, go I'm going to try to play tonight. I am going to try to play. I might do that, too. It's so funny, too. It's uh, See, the teams weren't on there. They're just New York. They weren't we talking about that? Oh, no, it did say Giants. Giants? Yeah. Okay, then I was yeah. wrong. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's like, why do they have black and blue uniforms? Yeah. I don't understand that. Like, they couldn't get the uniform color the right way back then? Not enough pixels. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like it's very eight odd. Big, eight big games. <laughs> like, we can do black or blue. You can't do white in there either. Um, <laughs> all right. So that, that was fun to see that. that reminisce back uh, memory lane. Desmond Ritter, can he throw the ball 118 yards? In a video game, yes. In real life, no. Uh, the Falcons took on the Bengals. Uh, Ritter in this one. Let me check out his, his number. The final tally, 7 of 9, 80 yards. Did have an interception. Those are the numbers. Um, but what did you see from from the man, the player uh, out there? there? It was good. I mean, it was smooth. There was nothing wowing about it. He threw the interception. It wasn't bad. All right? I mean, it was an interception that was a bang-bang play on the slant to the left. The defender made a very good play, got his hand in there, knocked the ball in the air. The Falcons fans will want P.I. The Bengals fans will say, no, that was how you play defense, and I'm more of that. Like, if we start to call that P.I., then we just might as well take the defense off the field. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I think it was s- smooth. It really was. Made a nice little back shoulder throw down the left sideline to Drake London. I don't know if there was anything wowing other than that to me to talk about, um, but – you know, I think with that, Bijan Robinson, how he yeah. looked, he he, uh, the twelve yard run was all over it, Twitter. Uh, yes. it was like I was scrolling my timeline, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, there's that twelve yard run by Bijan." And I was like, kept scrolling. I was like, "Oh, someone else has that twelve yard run here too." And then he had a one handed catch on a screen. I know, right? And then everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, he could catch them all too." <laughs> I had to shut down my Twitter now because it's the algorithm is all Bijan Robinson now. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, a couple good plays for him. Yeah, good. I mean, Atlanta feels like. The, a team that has energy going in the right way. 
right? They got a look about them. Their O-line should be real. I don't even think the full group played the other night. You know, I'm excited. I think they're going to give one more real dress rehearsal here in preseason game number three. Got Pitts involved a little bit. You know, I, I'm, I'm excited for Atlanta. I am. But I don't think there was anything like, you know, glaring for me to report in this one other than, yeah. hey, Drake London looks good. Pitts look good. Desmond Ritter look comfortable. Their old line looks the part. And B. John Robinson a natural. And we'll see where it goes from there. You know, it, it's tough in some of these games, too, because, like, the, the Bengals didn't play a lot of people. And that's yeah. what's happening with some of these preseason games because of the scrimmages and whatever else. Some teams are playing their guys. Some teams are not. And you just don't know right. what you're going to get when it comes around to the game. Let's clip off a couple other quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, two of them in this Dolphins and Houston Texans game. Let's start with Tua, who did play. Yeah. Five of seven, 61 yards, but a bad interception, though. Bad interception. Like, early season, um, rambunctious. Whoa, I think I thought I saw something, right? And you're like, no, this is a real game. Uh, That window closes in a hurry. You might have got away with that and walked through a practice or whatever. I understand what he saw. They're running a little play-action bootleg. He sees the guy get a vertical release. He gets off totally clean. The second-level defender abandons him so he thinks oh whoa he's just gonna go up scot-free here but the safety got over the other the other linebacker got over and then he just didn't make a good throw on it but bounced right back yeah that was his first pass that was his first pass of the year but bounced right back and they went on a phenomenal drive the next drive and yeah Tua looked good Tua looks like he looks better in his uniform. He looks better out of his uniform. He hmm. definitely has more muscle and, let's say, less fat on his body. Okay? okay? There's definitely that. You see it in, I think, who had an incredibly quick feed already. But I still feel like there's more pop to him than there was even last year or the year before. And you could tell there's just a mastery of the offense. Like, they're, they're a team, Ahmed, that I, I look at in a lot of ways and just go – when when they're healthy, I, I don't know. You're going to have to come up with a special game plan or have a special defense to slow them down. Mm. McDaniel's offense is well thought out. They got checks and balances and answers for everything. Tua has taken to the coaching. He understands it. So he's an extension of that. And then I think when you couple that with the talent they have on the football field, yeah, he becomes like what you were kind of talking with Bryce Young. He's smart. He sees the field well. He's a wheeler and a dealer. He gets the ball out of his hands quickly, right? And it's a pass to the back, and he's so fast. He catches it at five yards. He runs for 10 more. Oh, here's Tyree Kill. He catches it at five yards. He runs 10 more. Then you're worried about that, and all of a sudden the tight end's open for a 15-yard out route, and he puts it on the money there. So, yeah, look very good. The Dolphins, uh, I mean, you know, watch out. It's all about the O-line for the Dolphins. It's all about Teron Armstead, healthy at left tackle. Can that happen? Austin Jackson at right tackle. Can he show that he's a first-round pick and deserves to be that starter, can hold it down? Yeah. And then Liam Eikenberg and some other guys in the middle, how they figure that out. It's all about that because there's really no other questions on their football team other than that. I'm pretty close to saying, and we'll do our predictions and division winners and everything like that, but I've been saying this the last couple months here. Yeah. Like the Dolphins, I, I you're think putting I them will, in the playoffs. I will definitely put them in the playoffs, right. and it's a matter of will I make them, them a one the or two or three seed, right? Yeah, and it, yeah. it all comes down to can they protect Tua, right? Yeah, that I offensive so. line, can he stay healthy? And if they can do that, yeah, they got so many weapons that they are they are tough to stop offensively and then defensively. They're 
elite. Elite, um, exactly. So, so and, and I'm a big proponent, too, of the interception by Tua. Like, good. You want to do that in the preseason. Some That's what was. preseason's for. Exactly. I'd, I, I, I'd actually, I'd rather have my guys make mistakes in the preseason and learn from them. Why not? I, 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 I don't disagree with you there. And, yeah, it is a time to, you know, hey, push the envelope, be a little aggressive. And, yeah. of course, nobody's going to be perfect. I don't care who you are. Yeah, he had a great year last year, but it's been a while since he's been on a real football field since his concussions and all that. So, you know, things were – that was, a, a you know, a, a new experience for him on, on Saturday afternoon. But, you know, you, you said it. It's elite uh, across the board. You know, the Dean line, elite. Secondary, even without Jalen Ramsey, elite. I love the David Long addition at middle linebacker, the Tennessee free agent linebacker. Mm-hmm. He's going to be perfect for that group right there. He's just a ball hawking, three rockets up his ass middle linebacker. So they really got everything there, and it is just about protecting Tua. C.J. Stroud on the other side had four drives, a field goal, a couple of three and outs, had a four and out, uh, 60 yards, it's going to be a struggle for the offense for the Houston Texans this year. I, I get that feeling. Well, we, we talked about them, right? I mean, they're the one team I'm willing to cancel out in the AFC totally. And, yeah. He, cancel he, culture. He got a – yeah, I know. I'm canceling him. He, he, first off, had a chance this game, right? We talked about last week against the Patriots. Like, it, I don't care who you put back there. It was going to be tough. He got a little pass protection in this football game. Here's where, even though it's not eye-popping, all right, and this is where, to me, it's a little different than Bryce Young, and not that it matters right now, but it's one and two pick, and that's why we're comparing him. C.J. Stroud just looks like he belongs more. C.J. Stroud throws 10 and 15-yard out routes like it's like nap time. It does it easy, you know. He's got such great control of the football. You know, makes a little throw on the run to the right, and he's on a full sprint bootleg. And he's got to throw a touch ball into a tight window. I mean, on the money to Noah Brown. So, you know, again, I don't think anything's going to look great for C.J. Stroud and the Texans this year. But he looks the part. I'm not, I don't doubt that. I don't. It's to me, with him, it's just going to be, hey, learning offenses, protecting yourself, doing that stuff. But as far as the player himself, yeah, I think he looks like he belongs more than Bryce Young at this point. And, again, we'll just see where it goes. But, yeah, he's a bigger man. He's made to throw the ball within the pocket. The ball pops out of his hand when he does throw the football. And I know he has a variety of different throws that you got to see a little bit. You know, and and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, they got the interception, and they were inside the five, and they went four straight plays and didn't score. So that was four and out. And then the Dolphins went way down on a long drive. And then C.J. Stroud and company answered back and and got a a tough field goal drive. But, yeah, nothing's going to be easy for that crew. So this is a little predictable. We've talked about the top picks, C.J. Stroud. Tua has been a top pick. Bryce Young, the number one pick here. we got to talk about an undrafted free agent out of Shepard, Tyson Badgent. For the uh, for the Chicago Bears, yeah, we got a uh, I think we got a tweet from Jake GP that wanted to give the damn okay to Tyson. Um, I didn't see his numbers here. I got to pull up. It's his like numbers. nine for ten or something like that. Okay. I mean, it was impressive. It's the second week in a row. It's it's been good. Who is this man and where is Shepard? Well, that's a good point. Question of where it is. I don't know where it is. That's you got me stumped <laughs> What's there. Happening, but it, he was kind of a. He was kind of a, a name that was out there during our draft process. He was? He definitely was. He was at the Combine. He did pretty good there. He uh, Senior Bowl was very good, right? I mean, it's small-time college football. He was on my radar. Did he make my top five or six? No. 
You know, I wasn't sure. It, it, it's it's a kind of a tough eval there. But he's making sure we're sure now. I mean, to me, he's been one of the stars of preseason so far. Ooh. Well, Bajan, I, I look at is him. Is it Bajan? I, I, I believe it is. I believe it is. But did, Sorry, you're Tyson. asking me about Sorry, last Tyson. names. What is, <laughs> have you lost your mind? <laughs> did you get into my stash here? You're asking me about I a know. last name? Oops. Um, no, but um, he, to me, and we're going to talk about another guy here in a minute, as of, as of backup quarterbacks and those type of guys, has been some of the mo- he's been one of the most impressive guys. One, he's a good athlete. Two, he's a real good thrower of the football. It's not a wow arm, but it's a real good arm. He can make anything happen there. And you could tell he knows how to play the game a little bit. Like, that's one there where this is crazy to say. This ki- I think this kid, he's got a chance to be the real backup. P.J. Walker has not looked good. P.J. Walker has had a hard time taking care of the football throughout his career. Nathan Peterman is the other guy. We know he's got a hard time taking care of the football. Yeah. Okay? So... You know, I'll be interested to see what they do there. Maybe they're a team that keeps four because they got a running quarterback. Maybe they do something like that. Um, either way, Bajan has a future in the NFL, and I'm not so sure it's it's not even – he's got – he's one of those backups. I don't look at it and go, oh, he's going to have a 10-year career as a backup. He's one where I go, he's going to be a really good backup. I'd like to see more. He maybe could be a starting quarterback in the NFL one day. That's what it looks like to me. Shepherd Rams. Where they're in Division they? Two. Yeah, they're in South West Carolina? Virginia. They're oh, in West, West Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Shepherdstown, West Virginia. I'm looking at their schedule. They played a ton of games last year. They lost only two of them. They lost to they're, at Indiana, Pennsylvania. I and they lost P-U-I? their last game at Colorado School of Mines. It's an IUPUI. It's Indiana IUPUI, University, yeah. Purdue University. Well, look at that Indiana. powerhouse, Colorado <laughs> School of Mines. Yes. Just crushed him 44 Well, that's 13. where it was a little hard, and I think that's why probably he didn't get drafted because you're just like, yeah. I don't know exactly how this is going. I think there was also um, maybe personality questions. His dad was the guy that during the combine, if you remember, they interviewed him, and he was like, oh, I'm the, I'm the alpha. I'm the, I'm the reason he is who he is. Uh, like he I don't got, remember it that. Was, it was all literally like, I can't remember. It, it was, the announcers are even like, all right, Dad, dude, you need to shut <laughs> up. Uh, we're not interviewing you again. All right, Kenny Pickett, I definitely have heard of him a lot. You heard you of know, him I've heard of him a lot. Yeah. We saw him last year. Um, they've looked good again. I'm Grayson Rogers. I'm not, but that's who tweeted us here, a homie. So, damn okay, Steelers offense. So, not just Kenny Pickett, but he's been he's been very good. So, this preseason, three drives, all ending in a touchdown, 113 yards, two touchdown passes. He's got a 149.1 passer rating, leading all quarterbacks with five or more passes this preseason. So, he is not following my philosophy of the preseason being a good time to be bad and learn from your mistakes. But uh, Well, he's pushing the envelope. He is. He is doing that. You're right. He ain't afraid. He's trying to be bad, but he's 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 just good. He's just good. (laughs) Right. He's trying to be bad. He's just that good. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm looking at my phone, and I don't want you to think I'm like, I have all my notes from the games here. Uh, I I didn't want to write. You're checking out. It's like you're checking out. No, I'm not checking out. Wait, did you text yourself? I text my wife all my thoughts. So she's like, she'll sit down there like that night and she sits there and she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Cause she'll get like a hundred texts as I'm watching things. I just keep texting her. Is she sitting next to you? She's sitting next to me and you're texting her. Right. 
Why don't you just say it? Uh, she knows at first, and then she forgets and ignores it for a while, and yeah. then comes back and looks. And she's like, "Whoa, whoa!" You know, because it'll be <laughs> there'll be like fifty there. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know why. That's my notes. My That's I a good know way to do it. I, like I gotta it. find it real quick. You know, wife is usually somewhere towards the top of the text messaging chain. I love. Yeah. And uh, he says there is a notes app on your phone. I but know. This is a way for them to bond, though, Pete. I mean, <laughs> gotta bond over notes. And app. I just send it. I can't get erased or anything. Me on the notes page, I, I like get this. scared. Okay? Oh, I like this though. Yeah. This is you. I mean, like your pen, paper, notebook, you're kind of going digital I'm on I'm trying. Us I've been wow. bringing it up lately, too. I've been like, I got to get one of these iPads where I can Are write it. Are you really going to do that? I've been talking about it. It's been brought up multiple times over the last few weeks. So I'm going to try to. I, how can I be right. fucking Captain Planet when I chop down three trees That's every very year true. for notes, right? Very true. I can't. I'm a hypocrite. You'll always have the notes with you. You keep them. You just click a couple buttons because right. you're very good at navigating like your laptop like you're amazing at navigating that Thank during you. the podcast it bothers you that i find stuff faster than you doesn't it's it a, you're just no at this point i just <laughs> I, I know that it pisses pete off yeah. inside. <laughs> um all right so, all right so uh, back to the that little aside there yeah steelers have been good offense has been good you've been hearing me gush about them a little yeah. bit like the steelers are one of those teams that i promise you there is no way i would have picked them to go to the playoffs before the year right I would have been like, oh, they'll be hanging around Mike Tomlin-ish, right? You know what I mean? And he'll never let but, – but every year there's a team or two that you watch in the preseason. And we, I know we all go, oh, it's preseason. And I get that. I try to, you know, check myself before I wreck myself too there. Sure. But there is years where there's a team or two in preseason where you go, man, they look good. They look different. Oh, it's preseason. And then it gets to week eight and you're going, damn, they still look good. That team that I thought, why didn't I just see that, right? Or some years you do see it. And they, to me, look like they got a little something going there on both sides of the ball, but especially the offense. I mean, especially the offense. He's been amazing. I, I mean, I, I think if you, you talked about all the quarterbacks in football, he might look the best so far in preseason. I mean, you know, great decisions, accurate throws, movement, and aggressive throws. It's not like he's throwing Charlie, you know, check down Charlie four down four yard completions, and we're going, oh, look at his quarterback rating. No, yeah. like they get the intercept or the the turnover the other night or the big punt return by Calvin Austin. First play, zoom down the middle, touchdown, boom. See you later. I'm done for the night. That was two drives, two touchdowns. But yeah, I'm excited about Kenny Pickett the way he looks because my one thing with him was. Right, I knew he could run the offense. Can he do some special stuff? Can he make special throws? And so far this preseason, he's mm. kind of showing that. And then the rest of the team seems like they're coming along too. Yeah, you know, even the defenses look good. Uh, and there's, just, you know, of course the running back Warren breaking the long run. So I think there's a lot of positives out of Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, my big butt to watch in the preseason for yeah. them was Nick Herbig, mm-hmm. and then Jacob Littner says Nick Herbig's potential under the mentorship of T.J. Watt. Two and a half sacks, got three quarterback hits, one pass defense, one forced fumble this preseason. Been filling up the box score. Uh, I mean, even on that side of the ball. It, it looks real, and I know we haven't even seen their full group yet. You know, we we saw some of them. T.J. Watt started this game. You know, Alex Highsmith looks real. We know that, but Herbig, like he was definitely one of the guys I was texting yeah. my wife about. Yeah, as she was sitting next to me. Yeah, I was literally like, you know, he's a guy again. The draft process. I don't know if I gave him enough credit for the physical specimen he was. Well, that was the thing. Can he stop the run? Is he is he just a pass rush guy? Is he just some guy that's schooled up in that department? But he's more of a a physicality 
thick freak than I thought. You know, one, hey, just on the uniform test, like, right, when I, when I saw him in his uniform, I was like, ooh, damn, he's a little thicker and a bigger man than I thought he was coming out of Wisconsin. And then, of course, now you're seeing two games in a row where you go, yeah, he can hold his ground. Ooh, he's got a little speed to power. Ooh, he can get on the edge just with speed. So they got something there. And, of course, of course we thought they do. I mean, they, they, they are the masters at finding guys on the edge, right, yeah. and, and becoming superstar pass rushers. And they might have one here again in Herbig. It was a bit of a slow start for the Bills on the other side. Uh, but Scarecrow Bo likes what he's seen from that rookie class so far. He said, damn, okay, the Bills rookie class. Dalton Kincaid ran two sick routes over the middle. Uh-huh. Osiris Torrance already getting full-time starting reps and holding his own. And Dorian Williams led the team in tackles against the Steelers. So despite maybe some uh, some problems, some some a lack of spark from uh, some of the starters out there, he likes what he's seen from the rookie class for the Bills. I do, too. I concur with you on that one, Scarecrow Boat. I do. The rookies are great. It's. I'm a little concerned with the rest of the team, though. Oh boy. Well, I don't know. You know, I know you're traveling and doing everything, but that's why I'm here, to tell you what the fuck happened a little bit. I, saw, I looked up at the score when I was coming back in the airport on the replay on NFL Network. It was 27 nothing in the third quarter. I was like, oh. I mean, they couldn't block anybody. They couldn't run the ball. And it was just back to like, oh, Josh Allen's going to make amazing scrambles or unbelievable throw down the left side. Oh, there was holding. They have to call that one back. What an unbelievable throw, but we got to call it back. That's where I'm a little scared, right? And then the defense the same way. Not that it's like concerning like, oh, whoa, they're going to fall apart. But like, again, we're holding them to a Super Bowl caliber. You know, even last week, Anthony Richardson, there was some mixed in starters in there. They went right down the field, you know, and then here – Two drives, just boom, nothing. And a lot of their starters were out there. Mm. So that's where, like, they're the vice versa of Pittsburgh, right? Where Pittsburgh, not a lot of preseason hype, but here they are in the preseason. I'm going, damn, they look good. They look like they're playing with the energy and have a motivation that, you know, you just see in a team that comes together every now and then. And Buffalo, through two weeks, you know, and again, first week, you kind of just say, it's the first preseason game, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know, through two weeks, I... I have the opposite feeling like, eh, yeah, they're the bills. They're still good. And they still got that freak at quarterback, but eh, I don't know. It just doesn't look great so far. And maybe they're finding their way, but yeah, I just did not think it was a very impressive performance by them. So completely opposite story with the Kansas city chiefs, your defending super bowl champions, uh, Larry Charles or Jerry, Jerry Charles. Sorry, Jerry says, damn. Okay. Rasheed Rice and the chiefs offensive line, zero quarterback hits against Arizona. Love the pod. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks Sorry for Jerry. calling you Larry. Yeah. yeah Sorry seriously. about that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you're right, Jerry. I mean, Rasheed Rice, first off, I texted Pete, right? I texted Pete because I went, Rasheed Rice started. He started the game. They played, they started the game in two tight ends, two receivers, and Rasheed Rice is one of them. Mm. Now he dropped of throw, okay. a little RPO throw, which, okay, he'll make that when the time comes. But all we'll right? just never see him starting again. <laughs> but, you know, uh, this is the inklings I take. You know, th- there, there's things to be told there as far as that. For him to be starting there tells you that he's there already, that he's in the mix of going to be a contributor for their football team. And I think it was Sky Moore that was out there with him. But, hey, the Chiefs, what do you, what do you want to say? What do you want to say? I mean, they're ready to go. They're ready for prime time. You know, here they are. They got the best quarterback in football, the biggest star in our league, and he's playing in both preseason games. He plays the first drive. It's a little underwhelming. They get called on an OPI. He throws an in-cut for a first down. They call OPI. 
And, it, I mean, of all the ones to call OPI, that was not the one to call, but they called it. So either way, whatever. He comes back the next drive. They go right down the field. He looks, uh, guess what, kind of good, and they throw a touchdown. You know, But, yeah, their O-line looks good. The D looks good, ready for prime time. Mm-hmm. There's just one thing you worry about with them. It's, there's one thing, and that's just they're not going to be the same D if they don't have 95 in the middle. You know, they're really good, but they need him. He puts them over the edge. And that's the only thing I worry about with them as of right now because everything else is going to be damn, damn good. What are we hearing about Chris Jones? Like, I haven't heard anything substantial here in a bit. Wasn't there some weird, interesting, like, movie director Instagram post? Well, he wrote, like, I love you, KC. No, no, there's something else going on out there. And I I don't know how I stumbled upon this. I don't know either. He's friends with, like, some person in Hollywood, and this, this director... Instagrammed out like, hey, just spent the day with Chris Jones. Crazy. He just said he's done in KC or something like that. You didn't see that? I did not. Did I just dream that? I don't know. Did I dream that? I mean, I'm just the I, I if I missed it, I'm amazed. And what I'd be more amazed with is that Mike Florio didn't see it and post something on it. I mean, he's the king of the conspiracy theory. Yeah. Like he'd be like, an agent in Hollywood told me that a producer told me that a director told me <laughs> that they heard from Chris Jones that he might not be back with the Chiefs. <laughs> I, I I mean, I'd be shocked, right? I'd be shocked, as we've talked about. He's so talented. He's still got a lot of good years left. And I know they don't want to pay people second and third contracts when they're, you know, past 30 years old. But I yeah. think this is one where you break the formula for because he is not a normal formula as far as the human and where he's at his career. So that's where I would I would look at it. Yeah, and it's, you know, you have so many young pieces. They did so well in the draft last year that it seems like you've probably got some money. Even though if you don't think it's prudent to do it, you go, well, we got some money to reward a guy who is the anchor of our defense. I would think they could find a way a la Zach Martin-ish yeah. in that either an extension or, you know, something short-term that's a lot of cash in his pocket that maybe doesn't tie their hands for a long, long time. I, I would think they could find a way to do that. Um, but, you know, that's easier said than done. And, and, again, of course, what I don't know is how much money he exactly is asking for and what kind of guaranteed money he is asking for. I mean, by all due accounts, I would think he's asking for Aaron Donald money yeah. and probably a huge guaranteed sum and signing bonus. And that's maybe where they're like, damn, we like you a lot, but you are about to be 30, and you're asking for a groundbreaking contract. And I get the trepidation there from Kansas City on that department. Michael Bay. You ever heard of Michael Bay, movie director? Yeah. Michael Bay did Transformers? Transformers, Armageddon, Pearl Harbor. He was hanging out with Chris Jones. And he goes on IG, he goes, wow, just with my buddy Chris Jones, he just quit the team. Crazy. Wow. Now he's since deleted that post. So the fact that he I deleted scooped, it, I scooped Florio on that. Too, you by did the way. totally. We're gonna we gotta shove yeah. that in his face. I know, right? I mean, the fact that he deleted it, like, makes you think, like, wow, maybe there was something there. But again, you know, you know how it is. It could be an emotional day. They could have made him an offer that he didn't get. That he wanted. He's like, oh, fuck these guys. Yeah. I don't, I don't like them anymore. Yeah. And then they make him the offer he wants the next day, and he goes, oh, I love you guys, whatever. So you don't know where this is at right now. It could be overreaction. This personal, this yeah. people's lives, and you know, feeling get hurt. Pete wants to know if you're more shocked that Florio missed that or that I have no idea who Michael Bay is. Well, well it's 
I, I'm more shocked that Florio missed it. I knew you didn't know who Michael Bay was. <laughs> but I knew of some story like this. I, I, which right? is amazing. It's crazy, yeah. Where the, did yeah. you fall on that I story and figure that out? Of all the things that you knew and didn't know about football this week, that's the <laughs> fucking story you knew. That was I'm great. Like, did, did Mahomes play? He did play? <laughs> yeah, right. Look? I didn't know that. How do you look? We'll have to wait for the Michael Bay tweet next time. <laughs> tell him as he played. <laughs> uh, all right. So the Chiefs are uh, our role. They just got to get uh, Michael Bay to tell uh, Chris Jones to come back to the team. Don't quit the team there. How about the uh, Green Bay Packers? I did see a little bit of this because I do have Jordan Love on one of my one of my fantasy, my dynasty fantasy league. So I'm very interested how he looks for the Green Bay Packers. Three drives, five of eight, 84 yards. Uh, Zach Walialua. Walialua. Pete, what would what'd be your guess on that one, Pete? Walia, Walia, Walialua. Uh, hey, Zach. Is Wallyuya. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Instead of Hallelujah, it's yeah. Wallyuya. Oh, Wallelujah. Oh, Zach, Wallelujah. I think you're right. Every Good now job. and then. Every now and then. See, Good when job. it's really doesn't make sense, that's where I come in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wallyalua is not right. Wallalua. Zach says, is Jordan Love still in me like he land? See anything new this week? So we got two quarterbacks to talk about with the Packers, I think. Jordan Love and then Sean Clifford. We likey Wally Yuya. Look at this guy. <laughs> Wally Yuya using my words there. Yeah, Wallaluya. 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 <laughs> Cut this whole thing out. We're up, killing Pete. it. We are killing it. Um, he is still in me like Elan. Yeah. He is. I like again what I saw. Here's where it went to another step up in development, in my opinion. One, you know, hey, again, like week one, very decisive with decision making. But two, in this one, and you heard me say this last week, he let it rip again a few more times. And that is one of the things I wrote in my little notes on my phone here. I just go, keep letting it rip Jordan Love. When he tries to guide the ball and be too perfect, to me, that's when he kind of loses control. But I'm excited about the way he looks, the way Green Bay looks. One, I mean, we know the two young receivers are talented. Musgrave looks real at tight end. Jaden Reed, on the touchdown catch. Look good. And he's a part of the offense. He's gonna, he looks like he's going to be the slot receiver, right? I mean, the fact that he's in there with the one second week in a row. And then even his touchdown pass, right? Yeah. That was a tight window. Like Jordan Love, to me, last year or even in the preseason, wouldn't have thrown that ball. Now he's starting to go, okay, I, I got to be the man here. I, and this is, that's open, even though, like we always talk about, it, it's open by three inches. I'm going to put this thing right on his chin, and it doesn't matter that it's only three inches. I'm going to put it right where it needs to be. So that's what I like. Deep balls have been a talk up there in, in Green Bay. Yeah. Right? He threw a good one last week that, that we talked about. Dax Hill went over and knocked it out. He didn't get a chance. Uh, Watson didn't get a chance to catch it. It was a good play. This week, he throws one on the right sideline. Dobbs. Dobbs does a great job keeping his feet in bounds. Mm-hmm. But again, another explosive play down the field. Yeah, I think he looks really good. And I'm excited about Green Bay because of some of those young guys. Devontae Wyatt, the D tackle from Georgia from two years ago in the first round, he used pops a few times during the game. Quay Walker looks a little different. You know, I didn't get to really study Lucas Van Ness. I need to see that a little bit more. Um, but, man, yeah, they have a good look about them, and I feel like they're a team on a, on a mission. So you like Love. I like but Love. I know you like Clifford, too, Ooh. and what you've seen from him last week. We talked about Bajan. Yeah. Cl- you know, we talked about Bajan. We talked about Pickett out of the starters 
he's winning, right, in the NFL right now. I mean, Mahomes has been pretty good, too. But just as far as impressive machine, like, freaking Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford has shown to me, like, forget that he looks like he could be a very good backup this year for them if they need it, right? Or if Jordan Loves falls off. This guy looks like he's ready. To me, he has shown now here in two games where I go, this is not just good backup. This guy has a chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He really does. The size, the quickness of the release, the way he's throwing the football, right? Uh, I've heard he's been taught by some good people outside of football, outside of the Packers locker room there. So he he's changed his game. He looks like a totally different guy. And, yeah, I was blown away again by him and, and his look the other night. So you think that Sean Clifford can be a starting NFL quarterback? I think we're on that trajectory. Through two preseason games so far, 73% completion percentage through for 130 yards this past game. He's thrown for over 300 yards in the two games. So, yeah, pretty good so far. Yeah. What do you think about Malik Willis? Do you think he has a future as a starting quarterback in the NFL? Because idiot coward says his words, not mine. Uh, don't talk to your, about yourself like that, idiot coward. Come on. Uh, I would love to know how you thought Malik performed on Saturday. So he was the only quarterback to throw a pass in the game. He played the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, so the whole 10 game. Of, 10 of 17, 85 yards. Yeah. Levis got hurt, um, just to keep you up to date, because I know you had a lot of things going. Levis got hurt practice on Thursday. Got it. And uh, I kind of forced they our hand. one other quarterback? Right now, they only got those three guys, Tannehill, him, and, and uh, Willis. They so, go, Ryan, you want to play? Like, I'd still prefer uh, not to. Yeah, right, right. No, they're, they don't want Ryan to play. I yeah. don't think they want him to play yet. No, I... Willis, as you know, I love Willis's talent. It pops all the time. His arm is, he's got a superstar arm. His ability to run is up there with the elite runners in the NFL at the quarterback position. Now it's just, it's about putting it together. And that's where I'm not sure where exactly we're at. All right, so here, let me just, let's have, this is a good conversation. One, he still misses throws where I go, damn, you're, you know, like you always hear me say, you're too damn good to miss that throw. Early in the first few drives of the game, and you know, go back and watch. He's got people over and over the middle, right? One of them probably could have been caught, but it was a really tough catch. But you go, damn, he's wide open. Just hit him in the freaking chest, right? So I'd like to see better control of the football that way. That that's something that can be you know worked on. And then remember last week I said even watching on film a little bit of the Bears game. Yeah, there's still times where I could tell his eyes aren't right. He's still wait. Oh, I got to look over here against this coverage or whatever. Now, I don't know that exactly as far as because I didn't watch the film of this. This is just TV watch here. Um, but I love all his high-end talent. But here's the, the thing for me. One, there's still some polish needed, right? Mm. You know, There's still errant throws, turnovers, fumbles, things like that, right? So, so that's, that's annoying. And a full game he played... And he only got 17 throws. Like, so here's, again, the politics of football, and we talk about it a lot. Was it 17 throws because they were like, wait, we don't want him to look too good because Levis, we kind of maybe still want Levis to be the backup? I can't. I don't think that. so. I can't believe that. Or is it 17 throws because they're like, wait, we like you, but if we think we give you too many throws, you're gonna this it can end up being two with three interceptions or something like that, 
right? It's just peculiar to me for a guy that needs development. He plays a full game. He throws seven or eight passes on the first two drives. Yeah. And then the whole rest of the game, we don't throw him anymore. That, that is what I don't get. It seems like for me, it yeah. seems what like would you think? protecting him. They're just like, protecting Because they him. did it last year. They're right? building they protect, his confidence and just trying him. to like, yeah. hey, this was positive, but they don't want him to be, they don't want to come away going, damn, you were 13 for 30 and you threw another interception and now everybody's questioning whether you should be the backup of that. That's what you'd be your two cents. I would think that or they just had, they wanted to see the run game. Well, you that know, could be too. To I know. I mean, we know here. they like to run the fucking ball there. That's for sure. They wanted to see what they had there because there is a question on one of the running backs. Oh, Tajay Spears. I'm glad. Uh, Jalex Smith, 1991, said Spears looked great again. Could he be a legitimate successor to King Henry, or will he take on more of a change of pace role? Never watched him in college. Was curious as to how you feel his skill set translates to the NFL. Can he be yeah. that guy? So he was a third-round pick out of Tulane, and he ran the ball. How many times did he run the ball here? Only like uh, seven, seven or eight. Seven times. Yeah. Broke off a 33-yarder. And a touchdown, yeah, 57 yards in those seven seven rushes. Yeah, what'd you think of him? I mean, I I look at him, and I think he's – it's the second week in a row. I, I think he's awesome. I really do. I, I mean, he was one of those things – I think I texted Pete during – on, or at least my wife, but I thought I texted Pete too. Wow, we're gonna Pete. You're gonna like. He's not gonna know. Like, I'm getting confused. You're my wife. Yeah. You my wife. One of yeah. you, it's my work wife that I texted. Pete, Pete, Pete. love you. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> Pete, make the dinner now, please. I'm on my way home. <laughs> but but um, he um, showed up showed up in week one against the Bears, where I went. Mm, this kid's got some talent. To where, yeah, week two, I go. Oh, the Titans have their backup running back. He's the guy. And he could be the successor. He's got everything. I mean, runs hard, got great contact balance. If you see his touchdown run, you're going to be impressed, Ahmed. I mean, he goes through the hole, makes a little move. Lewis Seen, my man from Georgia, the yeah. hard hack, he tried to lower his head and kind of bring it, and he kind of jumped over him and ran for another 30 yards for a touchdown. So, yeah, he would definitely be one of the guys that, had, you know, pops to me. This was a good running back class. We said that. You know, yeah. when it came, it was hard to make a top five. You know, there was guys like Gray from Oklahoma who's on the Giants, who's good. You know, we got our guy from TCU. Uh, I'm blanking on his name. That's down there in, in New Orleans. Uh, um, uh, Miller. No, no, yeah, no. yeah. Kendry Miller. Kendry right. Miller. Yeah. You know, so there's there's, you know, this 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 second group of the non top running backs was damn good too and and this is one of those guys that was in the running and he looks real yeah that's that's just why this happens right this because is why the position is devalued i know right. because you exactly can get a right. good guy like a guy like spears in the third round and he looks awesome a shane is another guy who popped in the preseason right yes so it's, it's just you get those guys all over I, and they're gonna you know Around the, one through seven them running the football is gonna be you know i would think well, I, I just don't trust their passing game yet. So, I, yeah. you know, they're going to have to lean, lean on that early on in the football uh, season just, uh, I think, to get the offense going and play the style of football they want to play. All right, let's get to the 49ers here yeah. because 49er fans have been talking about their quarterback position. It seems like now for three months in the offseason, uh, Brock Purdy got to see him four of five, 65 yards, had a rush for eight yards. From all the 49ers and San Francisco people that I follow, it's been, it's been crazy. It's been yeah. a 
weird month or so because right. you got the people that want to see Trey Lance get his shot, you know, want to see that pick right. not be for naught, not be a bust, right? right. Give him right. a shot so sure. that we can actually realize the, the fruits of these three first-round picks we spent on him. But even those people, I think, saw Brock Purdy, and they're like, yeah, Purdy probably is the guy. Yeah. He just runs this offense so well. What do you see? Well, one is – this is the first thing is, yeah, it looked good. Like, better than I expected. For a guy that went like, whoa, a serious elbow injury? You know, I thought we'd come out and go, ah, he's a little rusty. Okay, it's good. Yeah, it's a good first start. But he kind of hit the ground running. I mean, their offense did in general. You know, and, and it, it's not just, you know, hey, he moved well, threw the ball on the well on the run. It's just their offense in general altogether, too. Debo Samuel looks like a different guy. Yeah. He's a different guy. He's lost 15 or 20 pounds. He's different. I think he's upset with himself about last year. It sounds like it. You know, if I all do accounts, it sounds like he didn't come into camp totally in his tip-top best shape, and that affected him all year long. I mean, the focus wasn't – not that I'm saying he wasn't focused, but it was like he was had other things, things going, going on. going on, sure. Right. He's contract and – you know, is that going to happen? Are they going to trade me? He wanted to be traded at one point. Um, but, yeah, I, I think just overall, you know, Purdy looked very good. He knows where he wants to go with the football, right? He's smart. And then here's the biggest thing that I think 49er fans need to, like, take into account. I'm not saying Kyle has been perfect with drafting quarterbacks and doing all that. But here's one thing I take. The way Shanahan talks about Brock Purdy to the media says it all. He Shanahan's not one to give effusive praise and always kiss his quarterback's butt. But he has made it clear that Brock Purdy is the man. One way or another, he does on almost every press conference. So I think he has great admiration for the player, the worker, the leader, and then he sees it translate on the football field to where, yeah, it might not, it's not going to blow us away, but it's like, okay, there's right down the field, touchdown. Oh, right down the field, field goal, right? Oh, just efficient, smart, right, taking the coaching, all of that. So I, I, that's where I come away with it going, this is not just the game we're watching here. He's blowing Shanahan away in practice and the meetings and everything else to go along with it to where Shanahan makes comments like, did you see what he said last week? Brock Purdy will have to melt in practice for him not to be the starter. Yeah. Right? So that that tells you how damn good he is and how much of a grasp he has on the offense and everything that's going right. on there. And then Trey Lance is like, ooh, global warming. Come on, come on, global <laughs> warming. It could happen. 49er Empire 808 said, damn, okay, Jake Moody, the kicker, the rookie kicker. Boom. Long way to go, but glad to see him hit that game winner to build up some confidence and also pretty looking pretty good. Pretty Are we still doing good. that? Oh, Are we course. still doing well, that this we're year? We're never going to let that die. Okay, all right. Well, that's just too good to be true. Come on. It did seem like an impactful kick at the end of the game for, for Moody. He was uh, three for three, including that 32-yard game-winning field goal. Uh, he did miss an extra point, though. Uh, he was 0 for 2 on field goals last week. Last and week so yep. he, he did need some, some positive results in the game. Yeah. No, this was – I think this ends, like, any questions, right? That, that, he got to see it go through three times. He backs off the fan base. Any of the players who are maybe questioning it or whatever else, that's all gone. So good for him to do that, you know, in front of the home crowd, too. There's even more pressure when you're in, a, in front of your home crowd yeah. after a, a week of missing two, totally. two right? Everyone's like, <gasps> so, yeah, that was encouraging. 49ers are real. We know that. They're in the thick of things no matter what. Uh, 
man, I mean, we talked about the receivers and Ayuk. I mean, McCaffrey wasn't even out there. Kittle's not out there. Yeah. Ronnie Bell, like Shanahan found a gem from Michigan and Ronnie Bell. It's the second week in a row. He's been kind of the star receiver yeah. of the football team, right? 114 yards yeah. in the game. He made the team. He's he's on the team. He's going to be part of the roster now. There's no doubt about that. Making more plays with the uh, 49ers than he did at Michigan. I, right? Ran the ball so yeah, much. I, yeah, right. I know. So it's uh, but that that's been cool to see. And then of course we know their D is going to be real. And uh, it was a good start for for Brock Purdy and company. Anything on Darnold and Lance? Well, that stuck they both out? played well. Yeah. They really did. I mean. I, again, Lance, I think, improved on what he did the week before. Sam Darnold, same thing. I expect Sam Darnold to be the starter. I do. you know. But, but Trey Lance, I mean the backup, excuse me, uh, I said starter. He, he will be the backup behind Purdy. But Trey Lance is at least making it a, a competition and showing growth. Mm-hmm. you know. And, and forget being the backup or the starter or whatever. Don't even worry about that, Trey Lance. Just continue to be the best you can be to set yourself up for wherever your career may go here. And you don't know. It might come full circle in October, and you could be the starter again. So just be ready to go. Let's do a couple more quick hitters because yeah. I do want to get to our top five rosters, oh, excluding we have quarterbacks. To. And we I don't want to shortchange that. Uh, Geno Smith for the Seahawks. Anything off the top of your mind? I on? just think Seattle, uh, Seattle will be another one of those teams like we talked about with Pittsburgh. And maybe even Kansas City where I'd go, it, it feels like there's some magic up there. Gino looked awesome in his one drive. You know, Gino just so calm in the pocket, got such great control of the football. Charbonnet looks good. We know the receivers. You know, the two tackles are coming along. Cross got beat one time during the game and got up a sack to uh, Sam Williams at one point. You know, he's still fighting through some rawness there. But, yeah, they're one of those teams that, you know, I like the way they look and the energy, and and that even filters over to the defense. And I know not everybody's playing there yet either, but just that same type of feel of Pittsburgh where it's like they believe they got something going. They're putting practice after practice after practice of good energy and things together, and it shows in in both preseason games so far. Who's throwing the ball better for the Seahawks, though? Is it Geno Smith or is it Pete Carroll? I mean, that's the question. (laughs) Drew Locke is throwing a damn good, too. Drew Locke is throwing very well. So throw him into the mix with Pete Carroll. (laughs) Pete Carroll. Uh, I think we have it. This is hilarious. You have not seen this on social media, which I don't know how you have not seen it at this point. Um, and Florio was really impressed from what you told oh, me. Oh, my was like, gosh. This is amazing. Florio was the old person that got tricked by some of the cuts of the camera and stuff, I think. First <laughs> off, uh, the guy is a psycho in a good way. He's a 71-year-old psycho. But these, now he's throwing the ball, and it's, oh, DK Metcalf way down there. Cut to it. But this fooled my wife, too. <laughs> my wife, she saw the video, and uh, she's like, what are you laughing at? I was like, oh, Pete Carroll, he's crazy. And then she goes, man, he's pretty good. And I was like, wait, Danielle, th- you know that wasn't him, right? That <laughs> yeah. was him throwing, and then they cut to somebody else yeah. who threw that ball yeah. deep down. Not on all of them, but on some of them. Yeah, but on the deep ones there. Uh, so yep. that was fun. And we also do want to uh, roast the referees here because this preseason. You got on them on a nothing the passer. And Pete has put in here there was a fourth and uh, there was a fourth and one. There was a fourth and inches measurement, which ended up being fourth and, I guess, 36 inches on the measurement here. Like that, if you're watching right now, that's a full yard. That's like even maybe more than a it's yard. It's more than a yard. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's hilarious. How did that happen? 
Uh, all, this is the new thing. And fourth down, when the team goes for it now in the offense, and if they don't make it, it gets challenged every time. Because, you know, we just, we're so starving for right. offense. We're going to yeah. give them every chance. <laughs> we're going to review it. We're going to pull out the chains. We're yeah. going to do anything we can to give you the ball longer. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, that, that was, like, hilarious when that happened right all there. All right, Raiders. Raiders. Jimmy G. Yeah. Aiden O'Connell. We'll talk about the quarterbacks here. Young Denzel says, do you think Aiden O'Connell has shown enough to be quarterback two ahead of Brian Hoyer? Do you think the Raiders have found their quarterback of the future? I, I, I think this could be one a little bit like the Browns or maybe the Bears where he will be the backup maybe. But you got Hoyer there just in case, you know, he's not capable or it starts to fall apart in a game where he does have to come in the backup in week four. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I, I, I do. I think there's a possibility there. And what I want to say, too, and this is what I was like saying a little bit with like the Malik Willis thing. Like, see, I like what the Raiders do in the preseason with some of their backup guys here. This is second. Like, let your guys throw. Get the reps. You might have to depend on them during the year. Then you get them creased up and ready to go right now, right? So uh, Aiden O'Connell, he's another one of the guys. We talked about Purdue, all those throws and all that, and he just looks very comfortable in the NFL. He really does. That looks good. Um, Jimmy looked good. Four for four. Yep. Just efficient. Know the offense, comfortable, whatever. It's not anything to, like, put on a highlight reel, but got it done. And then the other thing, too, that just jumps out, jumps out about the Raiders, the Raiders are big. The Raiders are big up front. They didn't even start their two starting tackles, and they overpowered the second-team defense of the Rams. I mean, like, no chance. Like, just here's the ball up the middle. Zamir White's going to smash it in there for five yards every time. I love that old-school nature that the McDaniels and the Raiders bring. I think they're going to continue to do that. They're going to be a smash-mouth football team. To a degree. They're not just going to go, oh, we're going to let Jimmy Garoppolo throw the ball 42 times a game and try to win the game that way. That's not what they want to do. I would think they want to play balance and use Amir White and the Josh Jacobs maybe if he ever comes back. So good weekend for Raiders fans and a good start to this week because we have breaking news with the Raiders. Josh Jacobs will report to the Raiders before week one. He needs to report now. Don't. Don't let them see another game of Zamir White going up the middle at will. I, I just, again, to me, where I want to go is just get in there and sign the damn thing so you get the money for sure. Yeah. Don't give them a chance to rescind it. I don't think they will do that because I think he's so good at this point in his career where they're like, they wouldn't. I think if it was like he was like a middle-of-the-pack running back or something like that, they would rescind it. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is the New sure. England crew. We know they don't value one guy at the running back position that way, even when you are awesome. All right, but yeah, Josh Jacobs, I want to be like, what what are you doing? Get in there, get your money, get in shape, make make yourself as good as you can be. Uh, did is he is he changing the running back market by holding out right now? Is he doing is he having any ripple effect on this matter at all in the NFL? None. The only person that he is hurting at this point is himself. That's where I just so get in there, get in shape, sign the thing, get the money. If they rescind this tag, you're not getting 10.5 million from any other team in football. No way. You're not, it's not happening. So I would say, take it right now while you can get it. Yeah. 10 million seems like not enough in the off season. I know when you see a guy, maybe starting to take your job, you're like, well, 10 million is actually pretty good. Right. And then you see guys like Dalvin cook go, well, he only got 6 million. Yeah. Ezekiel, Elliott got like a million and Leonard Fournette has no million. Exactly. So that's where you got to be careful. And, and, and Zamir white's good. 
Like, if Zamir White's the starting running back for the Raiders, he's going to run for 1,000 yards. He's going to run for 1,000 yards. Right. So you get in there and run for 1,500 yards. And maybe you could put them in the bind again of free franchising you or you go somewhere else and get money. But, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're only hurting yourself at this point, and I'm rooting for you specifically, Josh Yeager. All right, that's it for reactions to preseason week number two. Now on to the important stuff. We'll be talking about this all year long. It's Jeff Adams. He makes the magic Jeff happen Ad- We'll here. be talking about Jeff Adams I all, can't live all without year long. Jeff Adams. Yeah. He makes sure everything runs during Football Night in America, all that season. It's just like, make sure you're on time. Make flights, sure everyone's food, flights. all yep. of it. He's the man. Well-fed. You're not yeah. hangry. That's why i got to say hi to him when he walks by. If no, it's my call. boss of NBC Sports, screw him. I don't pay attention. But Jeff Adams, I do. Yeah, make sure you're feeling good every, every Sunday. All right, top five NFL rosters, excluding the quarterback. So take the quarterback out of this discussion. Uh, we both have our own top fives here. And now I, I did this the same way as I did it last year. I go through PFF, and what they do is they kind of rank the units. Oh, that's right. I remember. They go, you know, hey, who's got the number one offensive line unit? And so I just went through, and they do it for defensive backs. And so I kind of use that as my guide here. Yeah. Um, and I follow them. I, I tweaked it a little bit, but I, they do a good job with looking at some of the analytics and some of the numbers. So I thought maybe that would give us a little different top five here. Oh, good. But then when I got done, I was like, I think it's going to be exactly the same. The same. <laughs> um, so uh, let's, go fi- let's go five to one. It's like... It's don't cheat and look at my sheet there. I, I haven't seen your I, sheet. Five is the one I'm least confident about. Like, I can tell you that my top four, like, I was like, boom, 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 boom. Those are the top four. And then for number five, there's seven teams that could be number five, right? At least I got seven. That, like, I wrote down like, uh, 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 uh. Do right. we want to do the honorable mentions, the teams that you were considering that you left off? I almost want to start. I was Just tempted to, sh- to start at the top at one. Oh, okay. Oh, I think, right. I think we can go there. Okay, that's and a good call. And then we have more healthy conversations You're as right, we go by. You're right, we're probably going to be pretty similar at the top here. I mean, do you have the Eagles as one? I actually don't have the Eagles <laughs> as one. Okay. But okay. I have your number two as number one, I'm sure. Yeah, you have the 49ers. Correct. Okay, yes. all right, so we're there. That, and I have no problem with that. I, I, to me, I, I think those are the two best rosters in the sport. I don't, I don't, I'm not doubting that at all. I put the Eagles as one. You know, the Eagles, I think what put the Eagles over the top for me is – it's just like, okay, the running back's not as good. Yeah. Quarterback, I'm going to give the edge to the Eagles, well, of no, course. Well, no, but you can know, this. But I'm not quarterback. not so, quarterback. Okay. All right, all right. So I'll wipe them out. O-line, I'm going to give the edge to the Eagles, even though it's a really good O-line with the 49ers. D-line, damn, it's, it's a tight one. But because of the depth the Eagles have, I gave them the advantage a little bit. Linebackers, I'd give the Niners. Corners, I'm going to give to the, the Eagles. Safeties, I'm going to give Niners. Both have a tremendous duo at receiver. I'm going to give the Eagles the advantage of A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, even though, listen, you know I love Debo, Samuel, and Ayuk. Yeah. Right? I'll give Kittle the advantage at tight end, but still it's not like it's like, you know, a chump change with Dallas Goddard at tight end for Philly. So, yeah, Philly is going to get it. Uh, the number one seed for me with the 49ers being number two. So PFF has like the Eagles linebackers unit ranked 31st out of 32 teams. I I can see that. They have the running backs at 22nd out of 32 teams. We we said that. We knew that was the running back was the weak link last year and linebackers what they lost in the offseason. Yeah, it's a question. And so if I went straight just by PFF's ranking of the units here, they would be basically fourth right now 
on uh, of all the rosters, excluding the quarterback. But part of me is like, okay, they've built that team to a point where you're so strong defensively on the line and in the secondary that yeah, linebackers isn't as crucial for them. Same thing with running backs for them. They're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to get a ton of yards running. They're going to be one of the best rushing teams in football because of what they've built around. That's where it's hard to hurt. Yeah, exactly. That's where it's hard to hurt the overall. Yeah, I know the middle of their defense, safety and middle linebacker, are going to be a little bit of an issue. But, you know, not so much to where I'm not making them number one or number two roster in football. And, yeah, to your point, when you have a bunch of 340 unbelievable freaking nature defensive tackles, it, it's not as necessary to have stars at some of those other positions right up the middle. Right, right. So it right. covers for it. So we agreed on our top two teams, just the order was different. Yeah. You have Eagles, 49ers. I have 49ers, Eagles. So the linebacker thing put it over the edge for you. Uh, what, what else? Would any, what else PFF say about the Niners? Anything? That was exciting there. Excuse me. I mean, they have him as the having the number one running back unit. Yeah. Number four in receivers. So, you know, top five there. Right. They had him, yeah, two at defensive line. They had him one at linebacker, and yeah. they had him nine at the secondary. So, yeah. all top ten units. Right. Uh, number one at linebacker. So, I just, it was close. Yeah, of course it is. It's, it's, I mean, these are, these are two... St- these are two teams we talked about last year. These were the two best rosters in football last year. It's just like, were they good enough to overcome the lesser rosters of the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Bills, but they have the star quarterbacks that can like close those gaps? Mm-hmm. And as we saw, the Eagles couldn't overcome that with 15 in red there. All right, let's see if we agree on number three. Who you got number three? It's a mammal, and it swims in the ocean. Oh, Okay. A dolphin's a mammal, right? It is, right. Sharks are not mammals. Wow, okay. All right. (laughs) I'm going dolphins. Yeah. I'm going dolphins is number three. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to hear the PFF ranks. I know that they're not going to be totally aligned with. Here would be the thing. The running back crew is pretty good. It's not great. O-line, we got some questions, but there's still potential there. It's not like where I look it up at the O-line and go, oh, they got no chance. They're screwed. No, they're one where we just go, can they make the next step? Can Austin Jackson get better? Eichenberg get better, right? right? So it's not like, oh, gosh, they're horrible, and I know they're horrible, and that's just the way it's going to be. The receiving core, I mean, insanity in the membranity, right? D-line insanity in the membranity yes d tackle or edge guys you know middle linebacker not perfect but i like david long you know i javon holland is a superstar you know again he's gonna his pff ranking at safety is not going to be good because he gets to ask to do things that other safeties in football don't and i think you couple that with their corners with or without jalen ramsey i'm counting with for right excuse me right now as i drool um so, yeah, I'm making them my number three roster in the sport. So, PFF has offensively the line at 20th. Okay. So, a little below average. Okay. Running back group average, 17th. Wide receivers, number three yeah. unit in football. Right. Uh, defensively good. Yeah, they got them the fourth best defensive line. Mid-pack and linebackers, and then second in the secondary, they yeah. have them. At. So, I had them at five. I put them fifth. Okay, But cool. they, they could have been higher. Um, for me there because, yeah, I've been talking up yeah, the Dolphins for a long not, time. You're not, I'm not saying I'm right there either. I mean, the O-line's a big question. You know, and this is where maybe I cheat a little bit on this thing because it's hard for me not to say the roster and think about the coaching a little. Yeah. Right? To where, like, yeah, 
Like they're going to get the most out of 20th. Mike yes. McDaniel knows how to hide the O-line. It's sure. not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's where it's like, yeah, I want to dock them for the O-line. But at the same time, I'm like, it's not the end-all, be-all with them because of how they play the game, too. Right. So maybe I don't dock them enough. I don't, I don't know. But that, that's where it's tough in this drill a little bit when you, when you break it down. Right, so Dolphins 5 for me, 3 for me. Is the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, are they in your top five? They're they're in they're one of these teams that I have written down in my running in for my top five. five. Well, they're right there. I'm like I'm really lo- leaving my right to reserve my last pick on number five here. <laughs> you haven't even decided uh, yet. Like not totally. I'm like eh, I'm wishy washy. So PFF has the Cowboys as having a top ten unit on the offense in all units, offensive line, running backs. They have them at 10th right now. Yeah. Wide receiver, they're the sixth best unit. Uh, and then defensively, they got two other top 10 units with the defensive line and the secondary with yeah. the linebackers being about average yeah. for the Cowboys. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, it, I, I get it. I, I know. You know, the only thing we really complained about their roster last year was size in the middle of their defense, remember? Sure. Yeah. It's the only thing we were asking about. Now they got Mozzie Smith, right? Macy's, yeah. Mozzie. Mozzie, yeah. Mozzie Blue. <laughs> right, Mozzie Blue. But, um, yeah, th- that's they're, – they're very talented. And they have difference makers and big people on the O-line that are real. You know, Tony Pollard's health, of course, is a big part of this conversation. But, yeah, that – like – We'll see. I might pick him as five. I'm, okay. sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk it out live when we do it. When we right, get to five. So four is easy for you. Four is easy for me. Four. I'm staying right here in the tri-state. I'm going with the motherfucking J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Sure. I am. Receiving core damn good. Tight ends. I think will impress people this year. Not saying it's wow. O line. Hey, it's a question. I get it. There is potential there. I know that. It's like what you just talked about with like the, the Dolphins. It's not a group where I go, oh, no, they have no chance. It's just not going to be good. It's because, no, there's some good, and then, yeah, we got to see how some things work out. So it's like, yeah, I'm not writing them off yet. Running back, I think we could, you could argue it's the best running back room in the football. Uh, we hit the receivers. DBs, I, I think their DBs are insane. I, I would have a hard time coming up with the two corners and Whitehead at safety out of the four secondary guys you have. I would put that three out of four almost against anybody. Linebackers are insanity. And then where it puts me over the top and maybe where I'm a little bit of a sucker, and as you could tell by my first four teams here, yeah. I'm a sucker for defensive lines. When you have a defensive line that's that talented and that deep, that affects the whole team and the roster. So I'm a little bit of a hoarder of yeah. defense alignment. Yeah. And when you have a secondary that also doesn't even need a defensive that's line like I mean. that. It's right. just like that's an embarrassment of riches. I was kind of surprised that PFF was a little – they had the Jets mid-pack, okay. actually. Offensively, okay. they had offensive line below average. Yeah. They had their wide receivers, actually, as below average, 20th mm, I'm, I'm surprised by that. With that group that they got there, you know, I, I don't know. You know, again, I think that's going to be all a little predicated on total offense sometimes. That's yeah. where – like, hey, if they can't – if they're not protected, if Zach Wilson's not protected or he's making dumb decisions or he's not protected, yeah, the receivers, you're not going to get to see what they can do on a regular basis. Garrett Wilson, we expect explosion. Corey Davis is going to be better than what he ex- than what we've seen because it's because of Rodgers and that effect. And then you throw on, you know, uh, Lazard and McCole Hardman. Yeah, I'm 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 a believer. And the O line to me, it, it's it's 
it's really about Makai Becton. Yeah. Right? Like, you've you've heard me talk. Like, one, Tipman at center. All right? Um, Elijah Vera Tucker at one tackle. Or guard, excuse me. Um, Max Mitchell could be the other tackle. And then Dwayne Brown or Makai Becton. I'm missing the guard. I'm blanking out on his name either way. But it's not a bad group. There's potential for them to be a top 10-ish type offensive line. So we'll see where that goes. My number four team to complete my top five. So I went 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, Dolphins at five. My number four, the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. Baltimore Ravens at number four. Yeah. Uh, You look at on the offensive side, you know, they – Offensive line, good. You can make an argument, top five, right? Yeah, and then right. top ten-ish with you know running backs, wide receivers, some skilled players. They've leveled up there. And then defensively, I mean, you could make an argument they're top five in linebackers and secondary. Yeah, you can. I I know. You know, it, it's it's um they're one of these teams I, I have written down be. here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, one. I, I think the thing is receivers. It's like we're talking about with some of the other teams. Like, we think it's going to be good. It's got a potential maybe to be great, right? Yeah. If Bateman's healthy, Zay Flowers, everything we've seen or hear, whatever, OBJ, we know Andrews is going to be good. You said it, O-line's real. Running back, I think that's a legitimate question right now. Sure. Right? If they're all healthy and everything's J.K. Dobbins hitting on all stuff, yeah, yeah it's, it's a good group. I'm putting Lamar Jackson as a running back, oh, so you I'm are, How dare yeah, you? So how I got him you? in as the quarterback by cheating. The – Safeties are, I would argue, maybe the best duo in football are about to be in that combo. Corners, you know, hey, we talked about that other corner position, something we need to see a little bit more, right? But Marlon Humphrey's the man. Middle linebacker, you said it, the duo's unreal. Now, the D-line is where I would, that's where I question Baltimore. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Just to go, like, who's the fuck up the play guy? You know, who is the standout D-lineman? You heard me say last or two weeks ago, like, when we had to pick a player to watch, right, I picked Odafi away. And, you know, I was like, man, who's going to show up rushing the passer? They just signed Jadeveon Clowney because, obviously, they're concerned about it a little bit. So uh, they are in the running here for me. So I'm Eagles, 49ers, Dolphins, Jets is my top four. Yep. And let me hear your tops again. 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, Ravens, Dolphins. All right, 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys, Ravens, Dolphins. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so this is where I the fifth one, here's the teams that I wrote out. Okay. Here, These are the teams that the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Jags, and the Cowboys were the first four where I was like, hmm. And then the Ravens, Chargers, and Seahawks were – Another group that I went, mm, I got to throw them in here and think about this a little too. Your bias of uh, you're holding that defensive line against the Ravens, like you said. But I, I mean, that makes sense, though. That's I, such a huge I am. efficiency. Things can fall apart if you can't get to the quarterback. It, it is. And, and maybe I'm wrong, too. Again, you know, they, they, they can do it other ways where they can blitz and do things. And that's where that's where football's great. That's where coaches can make up for yeah. things that are holes in the roster. And that's what makes like, whoa, this team was better, but they lost to this team. How did that happen? Right. Well, that fucking coach is really smart. He exposed something about that other team. So. Like. I. <laughs> I'm, I'm t- the, the really, I think when I look at it, I want to go Bengals, Jags, or Cowboys, right? That's really where I want to go. And I, when I start to narrow it down to, because the Chiefs, are, I think, are right there on the edge. I think I end up starting to want to go Bengals or Cowboys. 
and I think I'm going to join you in the Cowboy conversation. Okay. I think I'm going to make them number five when it's all said and done. There's just too many guys. There's only, like I said, one thing I question, and that's just the interior D-line a little bit. Is like, is there enough big people to clog up some running lanes? And I think that'll be answered this year with Mozzie Smith like we talked about. But it, it, it's tight there. It is, because I think their own line's a little bit overrated. All right? I think the receivers are a hair overrated, right? And I guess that's where yeah. I look at their little bit of a deficiency. I love their corners. I love their pass rushers, right? Offense, you like everything. It's funny, though. I don't know if I love anything, right? I want more from Dak. I want more from CD. Yeah. We got Brandon Cooks. Let's see what he's got, you know? Uh, so Can Tony Pollard be the guy? Uh, yeah, is he going to be healthy and 100%? You know, when's that going to come along? All that. So those are the yeah. things I kind of like went back and forth with in that one. We were a little too similar. I'm a little upset by that, but that's okay. Uh, Pete notes here, interesting that the AFC has the top six quarterbacks per your top 40 quarterback countdown list, but the NFC has the consensus two best rosters without quarterbacks. I, you know, we've been saying that. That's what was kind of cool about last year. We were kind of saying it's going to be like the, this team with the quarterback and then these really unbelievable constructed total football teams yeah. in the NFC. And that's what you got a little bit. Yeah. I mean, what was it? Eight out of my top 10 were AFC quarterbacks in my quarterback ranking. Right. You know, but yeah, when you talk about Eagles, 49ers and Cowboys, there's just, there's no team that they're going to play in football that they can't physically match up with in any versatility way there. So that's what I think uh, I put. But the Bengals, too, are, are very Bengals close are to close. this. They were in my consideration. They were like, if I had 6 through 10, Bengals would be in there. I'd want to see the Bengals' old line get a little bit better. But they're in one where you go, the potential's there. We know the receivers are insane. The yeah. running back, is it's worthy of questioning now. I know Mixon is still really good. But, you know, how good? We're getting to the point of the career, right? You know, I love their corners, but if I was going to be realistic, they're still unproven. I can't put my man DJ Turner as a top corner in football quite yeah. yet, right? Yeah. You know, as much as I like the way he looks and all that, they got two new safeties in the back end. You know, the linebackers are severely underrated in Pratt and Wilson. They're damn good. You know, their D line is good too. It's starting to get depth and talent. Yeah. And that's where so that's where they were in the running. And I don't think we can forget about the Chiefs in this conversation. Chiefs are honorable mention for they, me. They for have sure. to be. You know, the O line, I think, you know, is some new parts there. So we're looking at that. Of course, receiver, there's some new parts. So I think that hurts it a little too. Corners and young there, and they're gonna have to rely on some, you know, uh, a replacement for Juan Thornhill, right? Uh, like they're right there. They're right there. And it, there was a part of me that was going to make them five, like I told you. When I first wrote down my list, they were five. Yeah. And then I kind of dug into it, and I was like, oh, man, I don't know. hold on. The Bengals got some advantages over them. And I was like, man, what about the Jags? The Jags. But the Jags, I still think, are a little too much, like, yeah. potential-oriented. Then you were like, the Cowboys have Micah Parsons. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Case closed. The, uh, yeah. I also had the Chargers I in there. I did, too, yeah. I had the Broncos in there. I think the Broncos, what they've done on the offensive line and beefing up that weakness and the secondary is good for them. I, I hear they got you. some elite I hear above you. average units. So I didn't have the Broncos, but I had the Seahawks maybe in that place. Yeah. The Seahawks are the team I put there. One team we might be sleeping on. Yeah. Roster-wise. Right. The Browns. Yeah. I know. Because I had them up there last year. I know. The Browns have, have some stuff there for sure. I think the, the thing with the Browns, you know, Hey, we know O-line's good. I think D-line front seven is minus Miles Garrett is a question, though. And, and you know me. 
Uh, I'm big on that, obviously. Yeah. You know, li- you know, D-line linebackers to me, that's where Cleveland, I need to see more from that group, and they got to be a little bit more dominant for me to throw them in, in that conversation. And even the safety department, they got two good corners, but, you know, safety's another one where I'd go, I don't know what that's going to look like this year. There's the top five rosters. React. There it is. Homies react out there. Uh, we want to give uh, some reaction, an update. The quarterfinals, the best non-quarterback of the 21st century bracket. This is still going on. Will this be completed by kickoff of game number one? Yes, it will be. It That's will the plan. be. Okay, yep. that is the plan right yep. now. So the, we're down to the final eight. We got Ladanian Tomlinson versus J.J. Watt. Rob Gronkowski versus Ray Lewis, Aaron Donald versus Julio Jones, and Brian Dawkins versus Megatron Calvin Johnson. Woo, man. I mean, those, those are some lists right there. I mean, that really is. You know, it's, it's, uh, I'm really happy that we got, like, legit, you know, guys. I was a little scared that, you know, some people might hijack the voting and we might get to, like, the final four, eight, and you'd be like, really? Sebastian Janikowski yeah, made like, his way through Is he really somehow. in there, right? <laughs> now, I do feel bad because there's some guys that got canceled out because of the way the bracket fell, too, right? Yeah. But either way, we're, we're on to something here. And I wouldn't, you know, how can you be mad about any of those names right there? Right. Really, right? If you had to pick one right now, who are you taking? Take Megatron like, because I'm biased, but okay. I think, I mean, I think Aaron Donald, right? It's just so dominant for so long and still going on. I don't know. I know. It's it's hard. I, Ray, but Ray, how do you say no I know. Ray Lewis? The only then? reason Ray know. that hurts Ray is like he had a few years where he was in the 90s to yeah. where some of those years were there. But Yeah, that's true. That That's I'm with you, and I, I feel like I'm lending my or leaning Aaron Donald as well. I think he might be that, yeah. that guy. Donald was a three-time uh, defensive player of the year. Lewis was two-time. Watt was two-time. So just going by that. Oh, Watt yeah, was three-time. Three. Yeah, Watt, oh, okay. I think, did it three years in Give a row. Give it to Watt then. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I am. Uh, I like our roster exercise. Let's hey, see yeah. how that unfolds. Yep. I am disappointed we kind of had the top five teams. We had the same teams. Similar. Not oh, all similar. The same, we're four to five. Pretty similar. You're right. All right. We're close. You're right. Kick the Cowboys out of there and put someone else I in thought, there. I know. I thought about it. I don't, I'm not going to, though. I think that's, it's yeah. truly that's where they deserve to be. And, and uh, I think at the end of the day, I have the less, least questions as far as their roster is compared to others. Now, that, the crazy thing is, of course, we know quarterback plays a big role in these type of things. Fairly, fairly huge. Fairly huge. Uh, final comment. We'll give it to John Andrell said, yes, we hear about Pete in the control room all the time, almost every show, but we never see the guy. That tells us his face isn't quite ready for those of us with 2020 vision. Will you be releasing Pete Demolamilamilitis masks this October, or is there a fear it might frighten the young? Yeah, so why have we not seen? We've heard about Pete. I've been asking. I think he should have a microphone to the show mm-hmm. just so we can hear him when he's like in our ear. Everybody else can hear him too. Right. We might as well. Oh, yes. His face will never be ready for that. That's never going to happen. <laughs> We're always going to be like, oh, no. no. Spread these oh, rumors. How? Oh, my gosh. Pete has an attractive so face. He's I think we just we make him a voice and then we put like black screen over him, right? <laughs> and maybe we even muffle his voice. Where he's, like, he's, like, he's like one of those guys. Oh, on yeah. The, you know, like they're hiding him. Witness protection. Witness program. protection. Yeah. Right. Right. Put the marshmallow <laughs> head on him and just cover exactly. his voice. Yeah, exactly. we might That's have we to do that. that. That's right. But that actually might. 
frighten the young. You know, we do all that <laughs> stuff. Uh, so Pete, always a part of the pod. Morgan's back here. Uh, good to have her back here. I heard Luca and uh, Gabby in the control room, and Corey is here. I so, think uh, like the whole crew is to here. our man John Ardell here. At some point, yeah. we probably should release photos of all these people we talk about. I think so, like trading cards so. or something yeah, like that. We gotta put them on blast, anyways. They're yeah. over here. Yeah, yeah. we gotta yeah. put it on there. Yeah, Pete, Pete, make those up. I, I those will be coming around twenty thirty five. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I won't be here anymore. Yes, sure. All right, everybody. That's that's a show. There's a show. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Send in questions more. I'm going to continue to dig into film and stuff that I didn't see during the weekend. I saw a lot, but I know there's stuff I still did not see. I'd like to check out that voting as far as the best non-quarterback of the 21st century down to the final eight. Like Ahmed said, uh, hope you enjoyed our top five rosters. They're pretty much right, so don't even argue with us. They are right. No, seriously, send in some some other thoughts about the rosters. I'd love to hear them. Uh, I'm not saying we're right, but I think we got we we named the the right teams in our honorable mentions and top teams. That's for sure. All right, we'll be back. Wednesday. If you're wondering why I'm here today, Mahomes and the Chiefs canceled. I'm going next Monday instead. They had things Are to you? do. I mean, Are you? <laughs> they have to. We're doing their game in the start That's of the season. That's true. Yeah. So uh, maybe Monday might be the day I miss next week, and we'll have to reorganize the podcast from there. But everybody be safe. You know where to find us. Get at us on Wednesday. We'll unpack everything that's going on in the NFL. Amen. Thanks as always. You, the man. Thanks for driving the ship. Clap it up. <laughs>